What's up, guys? Welcome back to Blockhash, exploring the blockchain, another Blockhash exclusive. Today, got a really exciting guest uh, here in Medellin at Hash House, Anna Escobar, who is an artist who's also looking to get into NFTs at some point, who is exploring very unique ways um, of doing art through experiences, like experiential type of art. I'll let her explain it. Uh, she's the artist, not me. And um, a couple other things that we'll talk about. It's going to be a great interview. Uh, but I want to give her a chance to kind of explain who she is and do a bit of an introduction. So if you want, tell the audience a bit about your background, your story, you know, who, who is Anna? Hi, everybody. Okay, my name is Anna Escobar. I'm an artist, designer, also I'm an entrepreneur. I like to create experiences like environments. And my, my background is in uh, art education also. I have a master in art in uh, France. And I'm finishing my master, another master in science, technology and innovation management. So um, I like to like mix things. I like to create like things with art, science and technology projects. So sometimes as uh, me, I'm the director of the project and people uh, can develop my project. So um, I like to create uh, big things like in different places, like specific things in specific places. For example, uh, if I go like a, an expedition uh, to some place, I like to enter in the material culture of that place. Sometimes I don't know what I'm going to do. As I'm just like, okay, I'm open to connect different things like different symbols and different like elements, materials, and I enter for like one month, two months, three months, it depends on the project. So it's like a project that connects human beings with material culture. And when I start with that, I I take pictures, I uh, make uh, videos, and also I like to write poetry and write like about the place, about the ecology, about the economy of the place. So with that um, uh, art, with that uh, instruments and like that information and data, I like to create that my my art installation. So to create like experience, in situ experience. Sometimes it's in a place like a, you kind of have access. Most of the people can have access, but sometimes it's like a, in the end of the world, <laughs> like in France, for example. I I create there for two years um, a project in a place that is like the end of the world for Celtic people. So it was so weird, but. The only thing that I can uh, bring is pictures, like like a pictures or videos of or just the history. So sometimes when you create things like that, uh, we need to like find a founding, and that's the most difficult part because uh, imagination can go far away. You can say, okay, I want to create that and build that, and when you are a sculptor, when you are like a person that is like you that want to build things or create things in in a place that is a nowhere place um you need like a energy that put there like in the project so uh it's been like a so difficult in that way but sometimes when you are creative and you find a way so um, it's so weird and but I like to create things like that, like connect things, also connect people in different worlds with different elements. So it's like my, my project is more like that. 
Awesome. How long have you been uh, in art and doing art? Have you been doing it since a little kid? Did you start recently? Um, how far back does it go for you? Um, okay, that's a really cool question because uh, my family is so artistic and my, my mom is a philosopher and my pa- dad is an artist. So when I, I was like a really, like a baby, I started creating things. So I also... If I don't, if I don't create, I destroy things. It's so weird. So when I, my mom, one day my mom arrived at home, and I had like I was three years old, and I put like a what is the name of the tape that it was in like a, in the cassettes, like cassettes. I, I I I started using cassette tapes to create environment when I I was a kid, <laughs> and it was so weird because my mom she was like, oh you are so cute. But then it was like you destroy all the music, and but I create the environment. So um, I started when I was a kid, I paintings. I also when sometimes when my dad we used to go to mountains uh, here close to Medellin, that is in uh, Rio Negro, Llano Grande, in a farm of my fr- uh, friend's farm, and we used to go in the top of the mountains to paint the landscapes. So um, it was our, that was my childhood, like just painting, creating things, uh, just connecting. And so I discovered I was an artist when I was a kid. And also I used to design. So my dad and my mom, they never give me like toys, like normal toys. So I was like, I need to create my toys. So I used to put, create with paper, my own uh, cartoons and my own toys. And some, the end of the toy was the end of the paper, like when I destroyed the paper. So that was the origins. Um, and also I entered to be, study biology. And it was so weird because when I started, I was like, all the time I imagine everything as a piece of art. I was like, okay, I need to change my feel because everything is like art. So, yeah. That's interesting. It sounds like you were a very destructive kid, <laughs> pulling yeah. the tape out of the cassettes and you know making toys out of things. I bet that kind of led to your creativity today, huh? You know, really sparked it, and um, I can see how that translates a little bit with the type of art you make today, taking materials and uh, different things, different. And I've seen some of it on Instagram. You showed me too, different textures, different items, and they all invoke this experience or environment that you're in. Um, do you want to kind of talk about maybe some of the ones you've done recently um, that are notable to you that maybe are really interesting? Just kind of give people an idea of the type of experiences you've created through art. Okay, yeah, that's that's cool. Um, in Colombia, I started creating like a project with a natural fiber that is called cabuja, that is or like agave, from a fiber from the agave. And it's like a kind of a penca. I don't know what is the name of English. It's like a, a aloe vera plant that is like so native here. And I discovered that it was like a, a, a goal. It was a, a, a really cool material to talk about uh, our experience here in this country, in, this, in Latin America, and also something that uh, doesn't destroy and the planet because it's it's a really beautiful plant and you can also take liquor from that so I enter in the plants I like to enter in the projects and with that fiber I started creating um, like a big environments 
uh, like a, an organism that take uh, all the place. So it's an in situ project in a specific place. And I started with a little, a small organism in a parking part. So it was like a small. So you can enter as an insect. I like to take uh, the human being as an insect inside this project. Like if we this like the, with the metaphor, if we destroy nature, some it's like a, sometimes it's our nature being like destroy and creating so it's we are a paradox and so i create this project that is a lot of energy that i put and uh, to to create like it depends on the place when it's so big the place i like to take all the and uh, the places and corners and connectings so you feel that you are inside uh, like a spider web or like a, an insect, that, a big insect that creates big, this big structure. And for a moment, you feel that, that you are small uh, in, in this relationship with the nature. So this is like ephemeral experience, like ephemeral architecture. Ephemeral architecture is like, uh, is like the same thing that architecture, but it's just for a moment, like a period of time. So this architecture is something like that. And you connect and I, I sometimes I say I need to be careful with my imagination because I just imagined that it was like a small project but at the, in this moment I create like a big uh, last year I create for the uh, MAC museum, the museum, contemporary museum in Bogota a big spider web for a gallery in uh, Bogota so it was like a super big uh, with a big uh, uh, like a four, five uh, uh, Floors, so I I need to say okay I need to be careful with that because it's ex, it's ex, uh, sometimes it's extreme. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah, the spider web one. It seems like it takes forever to set up because you're like connecting everything. Like, is that like an all day ordeal? Like, it seems like a lot of work goes into that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, when it's so big, I need help. So in that case, I'm the like the director of the artwork. So I I need to. Uh, transmit like my my jet my gesture like my my experience with materials to the others so the my assistants they they create this and I, I I say okay let's go here you we need to feel the energy we need to fill the space and everything is like a sometimes sometimes it's chaotic but there is an order so uh, it's not just me and when it's so big it depends is it small? I can do it, but it's, just, it's a lot of work. So it's also like the work of nature, and we destroy the work of nature. It's like a, the metaphor of that. Also. Yeah, it, it sounds like a lot of work goes into it. I imagine you need a lot of helping hands, you know, putting that stuff together. Um, and, and you build it all by yourself um, at, at home and in, in like the backyard, or, or, or where do you do these things and take the time to do it? Okay, for example, with this ephemeral architecture, um, no, I don't do it at home because I need a place to show this project. Like, I create all day the, in the sketch and I design this project and, and I need to, like, I think about that, uh, think about this at home in my tablet. But when I go uh, in, this, in the place, they give me the place. So, it's, for me, it's better when I share. But I have another project that is with tires, and it's like a, a Maria Negra. It's like a, this uh, oil shoot. What is the name of the oil shoot? It's like a, this 
big wave of oil. So I create like a forest with tires, I like uh, algae forest. And in that case, how it's modular and you put in the place and you can install. So I measure the place, but I create that at home. So I can, I mix, it depends on the project. Okay, got it. No, I really like the idea and the take of doing something experiential with art because um, you see lots of uh, photos and drawings and paintings and even sculptures, but not, and I've seen some, but not a whole lot where you're like able to immerse yourself into something and have an experience where that can maybe give you insight or give you an idea or take you into an idea the artist has or it's like going into the painting it's like a blues clues type of effect when you jump into the painting and you're somewhere else so it's kind of nice um you know seeing an artist doing that and you know we talked about nfts a couple times as well as being another really interesting way that people are using art today to help better tell the stories they want to tell and convey the messages they want to convey and doing them in very new and creative ways digitally. And I feel like this translates very well into, you know, the, the world of blockchain and Web3, you know, with NFTs giving maybe something that's experiential, like what you're doing, like an extra edge maybe, or an extra feature to it where um, they can experience it in a similar way. Um, have you thought about more how you could potentially use NFTs with your art and maybe what that could look like? Cause it's, it's a very maybe groundbreaking way of art and NFTs and very curious to your thoughts on it. Yeah. Um, I enter like, uh, making this research about NFTs because I say, this is a lot of energy that I need to put, um, to create things. So, you create and you destroy because you put and then you take it and at home, at home or some someone buy it, but uh, it's so local. So you create in Colombia or you put it in another country and you need to pay a lot to transport the material, to to show and also your body, your energy. That's a lot of things. So I just feel that with this uh, blockchain and NFT. You can create experience, like when you put glasses. I feel that in that way, like an artist, you create, you can create a world. So you you can say to the other, like, okay, you can enter in my world. This is a thing that I'm creating, like I'm sculpting. I, my imagination uh, doesn't have limits. So I feel that it's a um, tool that we can use to expand our imagination because sometimes um, I feel that in this country uh, everything is more difficult like when you are in Colombia and you need to wait for like a, a company or the government that they give you money or the gallery sometimes they don't give you they just like a, okay yes you can you have the space but you need to pay for everything like you need to pay for the material you need to pay for your your yeah your things your trip and I feel that with blockchain and nfts you can have like a, an extra help like and sometimes when you are designing your environments that are like a digital assets digital things so i feel that it's a really cool way to to find uh, investors to find people that like love your artwork and and they say if it's 
with these layers of uh, knowledge and these layers of concepts. And I feel that it, it works. It works. And also you can send to the other part of the world, okay, I want... Uh, Enter, I want to enter in this cool experience uh, with the kabuya material, for example, and you put the glasses, and you can enter. Maybe you can't touch because it's difficult, but you can feel you can feel the experience in a better way. So I feel in that way is super cool to to enter in NFTs. I feel like this would be great for like the metaverse too. I got a story. I have a friend that's an artist uh, in Chicago. And a couple of years ago, she um, had an exhibition at a gallery in Chicago that's really popular. And what they did is, instead of actually putting up her artwork in the gallery, they left the gallery completely blank. All the walls were white. There's nothing on display, nothing on the floors, nothing on the ceiling, nothing anywhere. It just looked like an empty room. And then when people would walk in, they could put on some uh, a headset or they could use their phone. And they would have like an AR like app. And when they hold up their phone, they can see the entire experience. But in real life, it's not there. But virtually, it is. Um, and what was really cool about it is she was able to take her art and have it floating in the room. And floating in front of the walls and hovering above the ground. And people could walk up to it and interact with it and learn about it. But in real life, again, it wasn't there. But virtually, it was. And it's really cool because it was a bit more practical and sustainable. Whereas she doesn't have to go bring all of her artwork, risk it maybe getting ruined, uh, something happening to it, maybe getting stolen or someone spilling a coffee on it or, you know, having to put all the effort into setting it up and, you know, build it out. Um, she just builds it out one time digitally and she never has to do it again and it's there permanently forever. So it's a bit more sustainable, but at the same time it preserves it almost indefinitely. And you can take that concept and apply it anywhere you know, almost instantaneously. So you could take one of your experiences, like the ones you're talking about, and you only need to build it out one time. And then you map it and maybe put it into uh, VR, use the metaverse, use NFTs maybe to represent it. And then that virtual item that they're interacting with, they can, they can sell or they can own. Um, I feel like that could be a really, really interesting direction for the type of artwork you're doing. And I've seen some similar things done But I think with an experience, it might be, you know, super, super cool. Have you thought about using the metaverse, using VR maybe, or uh, AR on the phone to maybe bring that to life a bit more? Yeah, um, uh, I started thinking about that like two years ago. Like sometime I entered in one of my art installation that is uh, the tires, uh, Uh, this uh, ocean of uh, material and I entered like that it was like okay we are like a fishes and then it was like oh that can be super cool to have like a, a different kind of fish but I don't want to create the sculpture I want to see like a, that entering the art installation and it's like an, a weird animal or like a monster that jump and I was like hmm It works. It works because um, you can have uh, the material experience also if you want or the gallery want. But also you can add things that are super interactive and people can learn about things also and they can enjoy. Also that's for kids, for adults. And when you have this experience, I feel that it's a really cool, cool way to, to mix uh, realities. And I feel that, that in the future... Um, we are going to we are going to 
go, not just for like uh, to be in an empty room. Sometimes we, we are going to need something that is material because it's so cool to have like a, we are material people with bodies, with things. So I feel that in this way we can mix realities. Absolutely. I think it's a great way to mix realities and kind of combine the both, uh, both best, best of, I can't even talk, best of both worlds, uh, you know, in the physical world and virtually and those aspects. So I think that, you know, meshes really well. Um, I also noticed that you were doing some interviews lately too. You're doing this thing called Crypto Poeticas. You were doing one with Camilo, uh, who was also on the podcast a while back, uh, another tremendous artist and very, very unique. Um, what, what's the purpose behind doing them? Are you doing it for personal benefit or to teach other people? Um, what's the inspiration? Um, this is uh, Crypto Poetics. comes from a project that is called um, Crypto Poetics of uh, Dual Reality in Medellin. Uh, this is a fellowship that I, I apply for the government and it's in our science and technology to, the, to, to read the layers of the reality in, uh, in Medellin and what happened with the NFTs world and crypto art world. So I started with this interviews also to teach people about different perspective of uh, what is an NFT not just to explain that it's how you can apply that in your in the real world in different ways and also to enter in the in the layers of that through different parts for example with Camilo we enter in conceptual art and how he has like a big a big art project and it's not just that he he enter in the blockchain and in the NFTs it just he was an artist, and that's, I feel that when you are an artist before, that's the thing that I am interested in because uh, I want to 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 create knowledge also to have like this knowledge that someone can uh, can enter in my crypto poetics and say, oh, okay, I'm going to write an article about uh, create art critics. Yesterday, for example, I had um, uh, a crypto poetic talk with a crit, uh, important art critic in uh, Colombia. That uh, her name is Ursula, and we were talking about what is art, what is beauty, uh, what is the meaning of uh, uh, an artwork, what is this 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 materialization. <laughs> I don't know what is the real, like, yeah, what, yeah, what what is the material world. Uh, what is not anti-material world and what is a digital world so um, I like to like to teach people also and show them that we it's not just uh, to create NFTs and to create crypto art it's also to um, to have something behind something inside that is so profound or that is maybe not profound but you know it you know that's that 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 is an artwork and you can create that so the purpose of that is uh, more like knowledge awesome when am i coming on i know we're gonna do one pretty soon right mm -hmm. 
Um, yeah, yeah, we want, we are going to do it like, can be next week or the two weeks because, um, yeah, it's with a block, a block 79, it's in a place in Carlos Restrepo. And we are going to talk about that. And I, I want to interview <laughs> because I want to enter in your, in your, in the idea that you have. So it's more like a trying to read the layers of the reality. It's also, it can be like a, reading the future in how is the future how how we can uh, create a future so that's also the purpose of uh, this uh, this um, crypto poetics yeah i'm looking forward to it it's going to be a lot of fun so look out for that uh interview when it comes out guys that'll be a, a surprise drop at some point um this has been super fantastic and i really do appreciate it what's uh what's next for you what are you working on uh do you have like a new piece uh, that you're working on? Do you are you going to another exhibition or show at some point? Um, what what's on your time horizon? Um, okay, I'm uh, I'm writing a thesis about an expedition to the Antarctica that is uh, also uh, like a mix of uh, techno science, philosophy, and art. So um, it's a mix of things that I'm, I'm writing also to, to create a piece of art. I don't know what is going to be the piece of art there, but it's also reading the layers of the reality, also to, um, to have a different perspective of the narratives in the, uh, about global warming, about uh, what is happening with the... Uh, with our fictions there, because in uh, the Antarctica, there are a lot of uh, experiments with fiction. So they create fiction and they create reality there. So I'm super interested in that because it's the only place in the world and where you, everybody is together. And I don't know if it's real, but it's the same thing. that's something that you can read that they they can't be in war. They, we can't be in war around the world, but there is a is a piece of, is a place where everybody is in peace. So it's so cool to be, have a place where nobody is going to kill the other. So awesome! That's exciting. Um, and good luck on your thesis too. Let me know when it's finished. And um, you know, are you planning on getting into NFTs at some point? Is that also something that maybe you're looking to do in in, in 2023 or after your thesis? Uh, I'm creating now, for example, with a uh, with this crypto poetics I, and also with the knowledge that I'm, I'm searching, I I have pictures with that with those things that happen. So um, I create the narratives and I'm creating also the the digital things. So in this moment, I I'm not in the blockchain now, but I'm creating the material and with that with some uh, designers that are helping with this uh, project so um, i'm creating in this moment and because i, I can't escape for, to have like everything for me is a picture <laughs> yeah where can people find you online are you on social media is there a place people can go if they want to check out your art and some of the things you've created so far yeah my instagram is the real anescobar <laughs> i'm not a bad <laughs> The real one, the real one. So I'm the real, the real Anascobar. Excellent. Okay, uh, Anna, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show, talk about your art, talk about what you're doing. Um, we talked about NFTs and crypto poetica, uh, your thesis. Um, 
so much. Very excited to see you kind of come into this space too. I think you'll do very well. And again, thank you for taking the time. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Brandon, for this invitation. And I'm so happy to expand and to enter and also to know that we can have more possibilities with this world.